Propaganda Historica number 12. Russia and China equals Western banks. Russian and Chinese Bolshevism is a direct product of the meddling of Western banks. This has been an academically proven fact since at least the 1960s. Not that it did any good, earning a blacklisting or worse for those who proved it. But this has been easily swept under the rug by the Mockingbird propaganda organization which has infiltrated every aspect of public life, from news media to information distribution, in this case think acronym agency project Wikipedia, to edutainment. Don't you love that word? To the arts parts of arts and sciences programs in schools. The science part, not quite as much, simply because it's much harder to lie in the hard sciences than it is in the cruel inside joke that the social sciences have been turned into. Russia. Run by the European peerage. Run by an inbred group of gangsters. Run by a house that was close cousin to the houses that ran the Anglo-Dutch Empire. Just like everywhere else, the predatory aristocracy spent centuries turning the Baltics and Russia into something. What I mean by this is the enti entire area was mostly empty beyond some hunter-gathering nomads. There was just nothing there, no proper cities, no infrastructure, and few people. So the predatory aristocracy had to spend well over two millennia settling and building from Italy all the way to Siberia, from the Mediterranean across all over the rest of the old world. At the beginning of this process, I'm certain that the primary drive was seeking more resources, as that area is very rich with multiple resources ranging from furs to minerals to forestry to extremely rich farmland, once suitably developed, of course. <coughs> Much later on, the drive was for living space, as Central Europe's population was booming during the Roman Empire and even after, despite how the professional propagandists try so hard to upplay the questionable collapse of the empire. Still later on, Russia became a useful and necessary bulwark for the European peerage against eastern nomads such as the various Hunnic and Mongol tribes, and others. Finally, once the entire world had been properly claimed by the already emerging corporate nation-states disguising themselves as countries, Russia became a useful boogeyman to scare the serfs in Western Europe with, in order to push the tyranny of the aristocracy long past its expiration date. Or when convenient, a useful ally against some other created boogeyman. And again, we see here why genealogy is so important. For if you know anything about Russian history, you'll know that the cream of the Russian peerage, starting right from the beginning of Kievan Rus, was always from somewhere else. Very frequently Germany, but many other places as well. Indeed, arguably, every major Russian family of the last five centuries originated somewhere generally rather distant from Russia, including Lenin's family, not his real name, of course. China is a slightly more complex problem. The short answer is that companies like the EIC have been waging war against China, and of course against their home nation of Britain, for quite literally centuries. And they did to China and to Britain much what the same they did to India, only it took longer because China was far more unified than India was when the Western corporations showed up at their respective doors. Part of a weakening process began by Western's owned pet and boogeyman Islam, of course, but I digress. But as of the loss of the Boxer Rebellion, China was fully theirs. The only thing that remained to be settled was which peerage family got to be the top beneficiary, and hence the near half-century spent playing chess with peasants as the pieces, and the usual mopping-up process of 
wiping out any lower-ranking peerage family who dared resist, labeling them warlords for obvious propaganda and historical purposes. <coughs> the mainstream even tell you that this was nothing more than a chess game between different factions of the aristocracy, one backing the commies and the other one backing the royalists. Only that's not quite true either. It's nothing but clever mockingbird misdirection and redirection, as both sides were funded by the same outsider families, i.e. not Chinese families, and their puppet corporations, in what seems to be largely and solely an excuse to cause civil war, solely for the excuse to drastically reduce the peasant population in the largest country in the world, and also to eliminate any opposing aristocracy members from that country, a country that's one of only two countries that could ever potentially stop the predatory aristocracy. Okay, so it was probably all of these things as a depopulation chess game of consolidation of power and control by foreigners over China, using native Chinese as their agents, as these people have done repeatedly over and over and over all over the world since the Bronze Age and are currently doing in Africa today. This is why the next major revolution that the predatory aristocracy knew was coming as a direct result of their policies in China was, instead of being prevented, deliberately fomented and hurried along so it could then be hijacked at the best possible moment with their man Mao. Even the mainstream now admits that Mao, along with Ho Chi Minh and several others, were agents chosen by Skull and Bones and sent to be educated in Europe to European standards of secret agents posing as revolutionaries, a strategy that had just worked so well for them in Russia and Germany and was extended to Asia. What's that? Did you forget that Lenin was put in Russia by the Germans? Only, of course, the usual tale told is so very packed full of misdirection that it's quite a hilarious example of truth used directly to lie. The system the West uses depends directly on fear porn to keep the peasants in line. Because how else would such a tiny group of people keep so many, so many, so many livestock in where they want them, doing what they want them, enslaved as they want them? As such, it requires a boogeyman to use to scare, to scare the peasants. And what do you think China and Russia have been used on and off now for well over a century, depending on convenience? So far, Russia has been everything from boogeyman to ally, just like Japan, depending on the current needs of the predatory aristocracy. And China has been largely the same, only not quite as popularized in the American mind in particular and the Western mind in general. As an example of China ally, look at how several American administrations, starting with FDR, propped up the Chinese Bolsheviks with everything from American tax dollars, supposedly first to fight the Imperial Japanese, and then Nixon giving them free tech against the Soviet Union, to weapons ranging from rifles to free technology to free ammunition extending right into the present, with American corporations like Cadillac Gage modernizing communist China's old tanks into giant fleets of drone tanks. Oh, and all of this, of course, is paid for with Western tax dollars. Not to mention how completely fucked the supply chain is with all the most important factories moved from the West to China, rather than any of their traditional countries, most notably Britain, America, and Germany. Now let's look at China boogeyman, and keep in mind that China needed America as a boogeyman, just as Russia did, to keep their peasants in line, just as America did, with fear porn. Communist China went from close ally during World War II against the Japanese, and you can see this in Chinese propaganda, 
to enemy of the West during the Korean War, you can also see this in Chinese propaganda, to close business associate and pal useful for bullying the rest of Asia after Nixon went and sold American manufacturing to them at the behest of greedy American businessmen looking to cut corners and crush the labor movement in America. And crush it, they did. So extensively that Amer Made in America is now quite literally a lie in which things with a Made in America sticker on them are actually made in foreign countries, then they're shipped to America, and they're assembled in America by those same foreign workers from those same foreign countries who made what they're assembling. So that so much for the sticker on stuff that says American made because it's directly outright a lie. And so it is that the European peerage-owned global banks got everything they ever rubbed their greedy little paws together shaming for, for literal centuries. The labor movement in nearly the entire world has been completely supplanted with a top-down, total lack of transparency, system of tyrannical control that publicly admits to using terror tactics to maintain power. Which is quite literally admitting to being evil in order to maintain power. And the peers who control this movement are simply using their traditional tactics of pathological and ruthless sadism. Note here that the peerage has been traditionally so sadistic and perverted that the entire idea we have of sadism was named after and created for a particularly evil peerage lord, the Marquis de Sade. And so it is, the predatory aristocracy-owned corporations have turned the entire world into a giant meat packing plant. Sorting peasants according to use, programming humans into slaves, and doing it by controlling everything with economic warfare, military tyranny, and political ruthlessness. The East India Corporation won, the people lost, were all nothing more than joint stock, own property, mindless consumers, and farm animals being milked for our labor and tax dollars. But you have a choice. You have a choice to kick over the Monopoly board. You have a choice to stand up and use the technology that your tax dollars created in order to create a better world. It's up to you whether you want to do it.